morning, Cheney Faith Center. It's Pastor Cooper, and welcome to Church Online. It's our second week of changing things up, and we're still learning and growing. And just the environment that we're working in is also changing. Um, we're all staying home and staying healthy. So this week's Church Online is going to be in different places. So I'm here in an old spare bedroom slash storage room slash one of those rooms you just put stuff in. I made that into a little bit of a home office. Um, Pastor Mark's going to be giving the message from his house and um, Karen Triplett's going to be leading worship from her house. So we have some different environments that we're going to all come together because we all want to stay home and stay healthy during these next few weeks. Well again, um, I want to just say welcome to our church online experience in I was reminded this last week um, of just a simple truth, and that's this, fear not. Um, when Jesus was walking on the water and the, and the disciples saw him, and they thought it was a ghost or something out of the ordinary, the first thing that Jesus said was, was fear not. And I think we're in a very um, different environment right now with COVID-19, and I was really um, touched by that, and I was encouraged that, that Jesus would come into a situation and his first thing would say, fear not. He wouldn't give an explanation or try to figure out the answer. His first thing was to simply encourage and say, fear not. So I wanna encourage us this morning with that truth, to fear not, that God is working in the midst of this situation and that God is doing something greater than we can even see right now in this minute moment. And so I wanna encourage you with that, that truth, to fear not. Well, like other churches, we are changing in how we are doing church for the next six to eight weeks. And so what we are launching are something called Zoom Connections. You may have heard about Zoom in the last little bit, either your workplace already uses it or is now implementing it, or you've heard about it in the news. But Zoom is essentially an online chat platform where you can meet with other people in their homes with a laptop, an iPad, a, a phone, a smartphone, and talk with them virtually so you can still be connected. So we are launching Zoom Connections so we can be creative in our connections, have an opportunity to own our faith, and to also contend in prayer. Zoom Connections are gonna be open right now for signups. Our hope and our prayer is that we will have 50 Zoom Connection groups of about five to six people meeting in our church the next six to eight weeks where we can still be together, still learn from God's word, connect with one another, pray with one another, and truly use these next weeks as an opportunity to grow in our faith rather than shrink away and let just whatever happens, happen. So we say, let's actually pr pursue this time. Let's move forward and let's connect and let's own our faith. So Zoom connections are online right now for signups. You'll be paired up with a leader and there'll be about five or six other people in your group where you will meet in a time that works best for you online through Zoom. Um, we're going to have directions, explanations as well as you sign up and get more information. But we want to launch this vision um, right now, this morning, as you're watching this, that on our website at cheneyfacecenter.org, our Zoom connection signups are now open. I wanted to also just remind us of the other connection points that we have. If you go to our website, you'll see a list there for like Faith Kids and AMP Youth and how they are reinventing how they do ministry and how they're equipping their students. Um, just a few nights ago, all of us as youth leaders logged into Zoom and had a big old Zoom chat and um, just dialogued and talked about how we can best pastor and reach our students. And there's some great things that are coming um, this way. And we're excited to use this as an opportunity to really bless the students of AMP Youth. And the leaders are really, really jacked 
um, to be a part of this time. And Genie Faith has their equipping and their resources. They just We just kind of redesigned some parts on our website where there are links to resources for preparing for Easter, family discipleship, different media resources to help you as a parent and as a family um, grow in this time in your love for Jesus and in your knowledge of Jesus. And so um, go to GeniFaithCenter.org and you can find those resources there and those connection points as well. And quickly, I want to remind us of some other connection points. You can always be a part of our text signal texting service by texting the, the word CFC Church to 43506. That'll put you in our all church text group where we're sending out information um, about once or twice a week and links to our church online videos, as well as being a part of our email subscription, which you can um, subscribe and sign up to um, at cheneyfaithcenter.org. Um, we want to encourage you to use all those avenues. Um, be a part of our YouTube channel, subscribe to it. If you have social media on Instagram, Facebook, um, like us, be a part of just what we're doing on there as well because that's where church is happening now. It's all virtual. Um, and so we again want to just say, hey, continue to reach out to us if you need anything. We are praying for you. Fill out that prayer request form. Because as a staff, we are still logging in virtually and we are praying together for our church and the needs. And um, we are really hopeful because we know that God is moving in people's lives in a big and mighty way. Now I want to take a quick second and talk about Easter. Now, Jesus has already risen, right? Amen. We have that living hope forever and ever. And so our service is going to be um, designed around that truth that we have a living hope in Jesus. Now a service is going to look different. It's still going to be online. But we want to keep a lot of the things that we have traditionally done here at CFC as a part of that service. We're still going to hold our Good Friday prayer experience, um, but that's going to be virtual. We are going to send out links and emails and different publications to ensure that you would have access to about a 35 to 40 minute interactive YouTube video prayer experience that you can do by yourself, with your family, whatever it might be. Well, I want to take a second also to share some stories of encouragement. We think it's really valuable to share encouragement during this time when maybe a lot of the things that we're hearing are fear and anxiousness. It's good to hear what God is doing through his people to accomplish a lot of good. Um, you may have been hearing in the news that there's been a large shortage of those N95 masks. Those masks that help protect people either if they are infected or to get infected um, from COVID-19. There's been a shortage and there's been people reaching out saying, hey, we need these masks. And so a lot of the people in our church have been making these masks homemade and they've been doing research in actually making legitimate masks that meet all the qualifications for people up at the Cheney Care Center to use and their workers. And so I had a chance before the stay home, stay healthy um, quarantine started to have a conversation with Jessica Enright and just hear her heart and her um, just her gift of sewing and making N95 masks for people up at the Cheney Care Center, their, their aides and their workers and a lot of their residents as well. So let's take a quick second um, to check out the story of Jessica Enright. In times like these, like we all try to figure out like how, what can we do to help? Not all of us are financially set to just throw money at um, any charities or whatever. And I'm always looking for a way to help. You know, I, I mostly sew. And so um, I can't always bless anybody with my gift. And then 
when I was asked, I was like, oh, I know how to do that. <laughs> and so I just went to town. I just started, um, you know, going through my stash. I ended up having to go buy um, a lot of stuff because the way these things are made. If I can do one little thing, make one little, little item to make some people feel secure and safe and put them at ease why they are like still have to go out in the public and have to go grocery shopping and have to go to work i'm willing to do that i think what also i think what holds people off sometimes of using their gifts or blessing of the people is time well right now we've got a lot of it i don't have a lot of it but i'm still doing it but there's a lot of people who are staying at home and they're bored and so I think it's important as a church body um, to really think about what you can do. What are you good at? Um, I encourage my you know, sixth grade um, girls um, for a youth group to write letters. I mean, just lifting people up. But that's all you can do, write a letter. If you can bake, um, you can bake goods to take to people. Call somebody. Um, I am the kind of person who needs social interacting so right now I really don't like this um, just feeling you know lonely and everything but I am you know reaching out to people talking to people and um, still staying connected like what do you need I have this can I give it to you will this help you and people are like yes please you know and so I feel like I'm rambling <laughs> What I love about that conversation is it's super raw, super real, right? She just kind of is like, I'm kind of rambling. But what I love is the heart that Jessica has and um, her heart to just bless people and to encourage us as a church and to challenge us as a church to even just write a letter, just call somebody. It doesn't have to be this big production. Just do something in, in the name of Jesus to bless someone. And so I want to challenge you as well. And it challenged me. Um, to even step into that call as well. And so um, I hope that encouraged you and I hope it's something that um, we can just even share and just tell people like God is doing stuff and the body of Christ is coming together to help bless people and in this time of worry and anxiousness. Well, um, coming up next, we have a message from Pastor Mark. Um, Pastor Mark again is going to be preaching from his dining room table. Um, and so after Pastor Mark gives his message, we're going to have Karen close out in a response time with some worship. Um, again, thank you so much for being a part of this online church experience. And um, again, if you need anything, please log on to our website. Reach out um, via Instagram or Facebook. You can always email info at chinifaithcenter.org. And we also have our prayer request form on our website as well. You can fill out prayer requests and different needs. And so um, we are in this together. And um, again, we're being creative in our connections. Let's use this time to own our faith. And um, let's contend in prayer. Amen. Well, here's Pastor Mark. Well, hello, Teeny Faith Center. Maybe it's good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm just glad you're watching and staying connected to Jesus and His church. We sure are in some very interesting times, aren't we? As we deal with this coronavirus and its effects on our nation and the people around the world. I want to just challenge you a little bit if I could. The Zoom connections that Cooper just talked about will help us all connect in a creative way. They'll help us own our faith 
and help us contend in prayer with one another. So I highly encourage you to sign up for one. I believe that this is essential for our lives during this time. So just please sign up for one of those connections after this video is over, of course. Watch the entire video and then go to our website and sign up for one. They'll just allow us to grow in Jesus and grow with one another. And also feel free to share it with your neighbors and your friends and your coworkers and whoever else you want to just shoot one out to and get someone to sign up for a Zoom connection and start growing in Christ. Well, grab your Bible with me. I want to look at some things together as I conclude our series of messages titled Spiritual. Um, I'm going to just imagine you're here at the table with me, and I'm going to just going to share some of God's word from my heart with you this morning. But let's begin with a word of prayer. Jesus, we thank you that we can be together in this digital way, this te technological way. Thank you that we live in a time like this where we can connect. And um, I pray that you would just help your word to speak to us in a powerful way this morning or whenever it is that we're watching this. And um, would you just touch us in a special way through the power of your spirit and through the power of your written word. Thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, we've been discussing the biblical reality in this series called Spiritual. We've been talking about the biblical reality. We are spiritual people just as much as we are physical people. That we live by the power of the Holy Spirit and we have spiritual gifts and fruit. Now, we've spent the last several weeks in a section of verses in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. And we've seen some significant things, like a reminder that we're in a spiritual battle, that the demonic world is real, and it hates God's people, and he hates the goodness of God. We've been discussing the importance of putting on the armor of God. We talked about the armor that we wear all the time, the breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth and the shoes of the gospel of peace. We talked about the armor that you take up when you need it, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Well, I want us to look at the last verse that I believe kind of seals up all of this biblical truth that we need to understand if we're going to live a mature life in Christ. It's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Would you look at it with me? Ephesians 6, 18 says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. What a great verse. Now this verse is obviously about prayer. And Paul says that we need to pray in the spirit and we need to pray with all kinds of prayers and that we need to be alert we need to keep on praying, and that we need to pray for God's people all around the world. The first thing I want us to see is that prayer is part of our armor. I've always believed that verse 18 needs to be in this context with the armor of God, and here's why I've, I've believed this. The first word in verse 18 is the word and. It's a conjunction. It's a conjunction word. And links it to the statement above that is talking about the armor of God that we have in the Spirit. So I think what the Lord is saying is that prayer 
is very important and is part of our armor. In fact, prayer is probably the way we put on our armor each day. This is why it's so important for us to start our day in prayer. When we start our day in prayer, it's the way we put on our armor. It's the way we prepare ourselves for the spiritual battle we know that we will encounter throughout the rest of the day. Prayer is also the way we invite heaven and all of its resources into our physical lives on earth. This is why Jesus told us in the Lord's Prayer to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not my kingdom come, your kingdom come. God's kingdom has all the power, authority, and strength we need for today. We need his kingdom here not the one we're building. He also said, your will be done, not my will be done. See, prayer helps us think right in a world that's upside down. Everything in our world tells us what? Build your own kingdom, do your own thing. And prayer reminds us that Jesus must become greater and I must become less, that his kingdom is coming and his kingdom is eternal and his kingdom will last forever. That's the kingdom we want to be a part of. We are told to pray that our lives here on earth will be touched by heaven. Man, I can't imagine a better prayer because does anyone think the world needs a little more heaven down here? I sure do. So we discover that prayer is part of our armor. Prayer is also not preparation for the battle. Prayer is the battle. The place that we war and we fight is on our knees. It's in our prayer time. This is why Paul said, pray in the spirit. Why? Because we don't battle against flesh and blood. We battle against the demonic in the spiritual realm. Therefore, there are times that we need to pray in the spirit. Now, let me show you how this works. There's a great verse that helps us with this. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and it's verse 14 and 15. And here's what it says. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. Now, Paul says there are times we pray with our spirit and times we pray with our minds. Now, he specifically says, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Now, Paul is referring to praying in the spiritual language we receive when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. See, there are times when we pray in the Spirit with our spiritual language that we received when we were baptized in the Holy Spirit. The New Testament talks about this regularly, that we speak in tongues, pray in tongues. We even sing in our spiritual language on occasion. Now, how does this work when we pray? Well, there are times that you know, and there are times that I know, I'm in a spiritual battle. I'm being tempted greatly by the enemy of my salvation. And in those times that I know I'm in a spiritual battle, that I'm being tempted, that this is something spiritual is happening in my life, not just physical. It's in those moments I pray in the Spirit. 
It's in that moment that I pray in tongues. I pray in my spiritual language. Now it's not out loud. I'm not walking around praying in the spirit out loud. I'm praying in my spirit, in my spiritual language. Now, here's what's interesting. I can't see what happens around me in the physical realm because it's not physical. It's spiritual. But here's what I can tell you. I know 100% happens. When I pray in the spirit, the temptation leaves because it was a spiritual attack. And I just did something in the spiritual realm that removed it from my life. The spiritual battle begins to be won in my favor as a child of the King of Kings because I began to fight in the spiritual realm, not just the physical realm. And what I use to fight in the spiritual realm is my prayer. My prayer in the Spirit and my prayer in my understanding of God's Word and in my mind. See, when you pray in the Spirit, you will understand that prayer is the battle. Prayer is spiritual. We discover this all the time. Prayer is also spiritual. Now there's a fabulous set of verses that just prove this to us over and over again. Look at Daniel chapter 10 with me. In Daniel chapter 10, verses 10 through 14, this is a moment when Daniel had been praying, seeking God's word. He'd been discovering some things in God's word. And in this moment, an angel comes to visit him. And listen to what Daniel experienced in this moment. The word says this, A hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I am about to speak to you and stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns a time yet to come. Wow. These verses explain something very spiritual about prayer. Now let me show you two things. I think they're super important. The first one is this, that when you pray, your words are heard. Verse 12, the angel reminded Daniel, your words were heard. Isn't it easy for us to think that God's not listening because nothing's happening? That's, nothing could be further from the truth. And so would you hear something very important today? Would you hear me say this? God hears your prayer. God hears your prayer. And God wants to respond to your prayer. But verse 13 starts with a word, another conjunction. It's the word, but. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, 
or the most powerful angels, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Wow, here's what we discover. Prayer is spiritual. That our prayers start spiritual battles. That our answers are often delayed by a war that is happening in the spiritual realm because the answer will bring heaven down here. And Satan never wants that to happen. And so sometimes our prayers, we think they're going unanswered. I don't think they are going unanswered. In fact, I think there's probably prayers that people have been praying for centuries that are still being fought in the spiritual realm. Prayers that Jesus prayed when he was still alive are still being fought over in the spiritual realm for you and me, for the souls of mankind. There are spiritual battles happening everywhere because of what we pray. That's why we need to keep praying. See, prayer is very spiritual. Prayer is also powerful. Man, prayer is powerful. Look at all the things we have in God's word that reveal to us all sorts of powerful things that were done as a result of prayer. I, I thought of this moment where the Israelites are in Egypt and they're just stuck there and then all these incredible, miraculous things begin to happen through God's emissary, Moses, but they all happen through prayer. As the plague started and ended, they started and ended because Moses prayed. And then Elijah had this awesome moment on Mount Carmel where he prayed for fire from heaven to come down from God to prove to the people that God was the living God and, and not Baal, this false God that they had been worshiping. So God sends fire as Elijah prays and consumes the sacrifice, the altar, and the water poured on it. All of those things as a result of a very short prayer. You'll remember Daniel as well. He prayed, and the lions didn't eat him after he had been thrown in the lion's den. Remember the church prayed for Peter, and the angel rescued him from jail? When he showed up at the door, they were so shocked, they shut the door on his face. And Peter said, no, wait, it's me. God's answered your prayer. I'm out. <laughs> I remember Jesus. I mean, Jesus prayed for people, and they were healed. Blind eyes were opened. The dead were raised. Five loaves and two fish turned into feeding 5,000 people. And then let us not forget, Jesus spent all night long praying before he went to the cross. Praying in such an agonizing way that his body actually began to bleed as he prayed because he was in such anguish over what he was about to go do to set you and I free from our sin so that we could have an awesome relationship filled with hope and joy and peace and salvation with God the Father. And so we could live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Prayer is powerful. The Bible records that prayer is powerful. But you may be wondering, is, is, is prayer still powerful today? I want to tell you it is. In fact, I want to conclude by sharing you a story about how prayer is powerful today. This is a story about my friend Larry, Larry Preer, who came up to man camp with us. And many, some of you may know Larry, some of you don't, but let me tell you the story of Larry really quick. On December 6th, 2018, so almost a year and a half ago, Larry fell while he was working on a house 
and he fell about three feet off of the end and fell right on his knee and just, cr I mean, crushed his knee, just destroyed it. In fact, his surgeon said it was one of the worst breaks he had ever seen. Well, Larry had to have a couple surgeries as a result. The first surgery was to put this like raw exterior mobilization contraption uh, on his knee. And so they screwed screws into his shin and his thigh. I remember seeing him then. It was pretty gross looking. But it moved his knee and helped it get mobilized and ready for reconstructive surgery, which he had about 10 days later. Well, since his surgery, for about a year now or more, Larry's been in physical therapy to help him bend his knee properly. Ever since that moment in, in December of 2018, Larry has had pain in his knee. It's been very sore at the end of his work day because Larry works hard. Man, his knee can be lots of pain, throbbing, really sore, puffed up. And so Larry told me before he went to man camp that he wanted to receive his healing for his knee at man camp. And let me share with you what Larry wrote to me the other day about his experience at man camp. This is Larry's words. Saturday night at man camp, I was so blessed and felt the presence of God when all the men prayed for me. I was excited to see what God was going to do. Well, on the following Wednesday, I noticed that I wasn't as sore as I had been after work. I didn't say anything to my wife because I needed to see if it was just a good day. Thursday, I was on my feet all day long. No pain. Friday, again, no pain. And I started walking upstairs without using a railing. Saturday, my sprayer broke down on a steep hill and I worked on it for two hours, up and down the hill, up and down the hill, which is the worst thing for my knee. No pain again. Ever since those days, I've had no pain in my knee. I'm excited to say that God is faithful and the healing process has begun. I have faith that one day I'll have full motion again in my leg, just like I have no pain. Thanks again, men, for your prayers. See, God still does today what he did back then because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Prayer is still powerful today. This is why we need to pray. We need to be praying people because prayer is a part of our armor. Prayer is not just preparation for the battle. Prayer is the battle. So get into your war room and fight over some things for your soul and your family and your friends and your coworkers and Cheney, the West Plains, and to the ends of the earth. Let's fight for people in our war room. Prayer is spiritual and prayer is powerful. Well, why don't we pray right now that God's will would be done in our personal lives and in our world during this crazy time. Would you join me in a word of prayer? Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for a moment to just be in your word and to hear from you and to understand what it means to be a praying man or woman or child of God. Thank you so much, Lord Jesus, that we have the ability the opportunity, and nothing hindering our prayer because of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Thank you that you did that for us. We recognize that our prayer is great because of what you've done. 
Lord, I pray that you would help us to be praying people and that you would help us with all of our challenges with prayer because prayer can be a very challenging thing. But Lord, I pray that you would begin to answer our prayers. You would do awesome, remarkable, miraculous things as we pray in Cheney, on the West Plains, and to the ends of the earth. We thank you and praise you. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. I hope you have a great day today. And we're going to close our time with just a little bit of singing and worship. So let's, let's join Karen as she sings.
Lord, we thank you for the power we have in your name. Lord, and as we call upon you, as we look to you for our shelter um, and for our hope that we would stand firm in you and go from here this week doing what you have called us to do. In the power of Jesus' name, pray this. Amen. Well, hello again, everyone. This whole coronavirus thing and the camera and doing church differently has got me all out of whack. I almost forgot one of the most important things in my message to remind you to always remember Jesus loves you very much. So to Kate and I, have a great week. Mm -hmm.